Facebook. It's looking good. Good morning, good. everybody. I'm Steve Costello, and my colleague and partner over there is Leo Farberg. Hi, How guys. Are you doing? Well, I hope. How are you, Leo? I'm fine. Yep. Excellent. Um, now, we've been talking for the last few minutes about um, we've been talking for the last few minutes about anxiety and panic attacks. And that's because Leo and I both spend a considerable amount of time working with people who suffer from anxiety and panic attacks. So we thought it'd be useful to share some of the things that we think about when we're working with these people, but also to share some of the little things, some of the simple things that we can do to help us if we feel that we're beginning to experience some kind of anxiety or panic attack. Some of the tools that I use in particular are extremely helpful. Some people rave about them. Some people get really excited and say, wow, this works. Whereas other people say, no, not for me, doesn't work. Some people need talk therapy. Some people need to, to explore what's going on in the world and to, to look for where it all started and then to try and move forward from that. You know, so tools don't work for everybody. So don't feel bad if we share a tool and it doesn't work for you. However, do let us know if it doesn't work for you. Talk to us, ask us a question. There are places where you can leave plenty of questions here on Facebook in the XGrow, on the XGrow business page. There's an XGrow group as well. You can leave questions in there. Wherever you leave a question, you will get a response. Okay, Leo, would you like to get the ball rolling and talk about anxiety and panic? Well, in our minds, anxiety and panic attacks are kind of uh, the same and probably like panic, panic attacks are bigger forms of anxiety, but it's not exactly so because, uh, because panic attacks are a bit different. They are um, more like a fear of fear. They uh, overwhelm you and uh, they completely like paralyze you and uh, own you and uh, we think that and basically people start start to fear of panic coming before it comes and when it comes it just uh, uh it just is an evidence that yes their fear was right you know but uh, it's uh, but what's important is that we are always told and most self-help exercises on uh, online uh, are about like how to uh to to suppress the symptoms of panic attack we use breathe, breathing, we use all those grounding techniques about look at something or, or hold something or pay attention to some different things around you, like five, find five red uh, things around you or something. And these are very good tools. But if we go deeper, uh, uh, we tell our subconscious mind that, yes, there is something to fear there is something to be scared of and just so our subconscious mind which is not really smart thinks 
oh yeah, that's right. They're they're panic. They're they're scared of something. There is something to be scared. There is something to panic about, and they throw a panic attack. Yeah. I mean, the subconscious mm -hmm. mind, and that's the uh, a, a very uh, little but important difference. That anxiety is something that we usually, uh, the at least the mind, uh, finds something uh, to explain. Like some people uh, fear. Uh, are scared of spiders or fear um, snakes or mice or uh, big places or small places. Uh, that's because our mind uh, wants to get things explained. I mean, the thinking mind, okay, okay, I now I know I don't like this. I'm afraid of mice. That's why when I think of mice uh, or, or I see a mouse, I, I would like have a, a, a fear or a phobia. And this is, this is another different thing, uh, which is not exactly uh, a bit different from anxiety and from panic attacks. But for uh, people in, in general, these are all kind of the same things, but uh, therapists know that they are different and they need uh, different types of work uh, that's why we, we, Steve and I are usually, it's not, this. Uh, I mean, we discuss, we're not opposed, opposed to each other, but Steve says, I don't like telling theory to my clients because it's not, not that important, but I sometimes find theory very helpful because it helps to discipline the mind and to uh, get an understanding that this is this and this is that. And this, and anyway, almost everything can be fixed, <laughs> yeah. but we are therapists, therapists and counselors, we know how, but now many people also know how, but not exactly how. That's why you still need someone to help you. Yeah. And yes, panic attacks and different types of anxiety and phobias, okay, let's put them again in, in one basket. Uh, They're very common especially now because people's nervous systems are overwhelmed by all kinds of stuff. And uh, that's why it's so easy to trigger uh, a tired uh, and worn out nervous system. So it has some uh, weird or unpleasant reaction because it's already tired or dysregulated, uh, how we call it. So yeah. there are quite a lot of ways to deal with it, but we really have to understand what we're dealing with and what we are talking about. And another thing that we've discussed uh, with Steve before we, we went on live uh, is that different people uh, find need different tools. You can, there is no one universal tool that everybody uses and it works because every person is different from all the other persons. We, our personalities and our brains are as different as our fingerprints. So uh, the main issue is to find a suitable tool for, for, for the person who needs help. And you have to have a variety of tools to see the person, to see the type of reaction they have, to see the reasons the, because uh, some people have very 
very serious and deeply rooted causes of such reactions and that also needs to be explored and to be taken care of that's why all all therapies are created equal but they are not uh, equally affected for for different people you have to make a personal blend a personal recipe to find where talk is good or breathing is good or other techniques are are suitable so yeah. that's the art of therapy <laughs> yeah <clears throat> i think this is something that the that many people in the community around us miss i have got a what i call my toolbox and it, it's just a, a huge word document full of exercises uh it includes the goals of the exercise or how to do it and have to evaluate it all that kind of stuff but it's for my eyes only somebody suggested that i publish it as a, a kind of toolbox to help people with with psychological challenges but i'm not going to do that and i'm not going to do that exactly because of what you were just saying Leo. because if i give somebody 200 exercises they're going to work through them and most of them are never, never going to work for them because they're not the right ones the truth so about no those... way am I going to write that book. <laughs> yeah, the truth is about those self-help books. If you put on on the cover two hundred plus exercises for anxiety, it will sell good, but it it but it won't help almost anybody because you just read through. Oh, I know this exercise. Oh, I know that exercise. But okay, I try this one and it doesn't work. So it it'll never work but it will sell good if it has like 200 plus exercises for Absolutely. anxiety <laughs> yeah. now interestingly we talked you mentioned phobias a few minutes ago and i was reminded of one that happened uh last weekend last saturday i was out for a walk with my partner sarah and we were on a high plateau in the mountains beautiful day looking at other mountains and so it was great really nice so we're walking along and I find a skull on the floor. It was about this big. So I picked it up and had a look and instantly I knew what it was. It was a snake. So it must have been a big snake in life. And, and that didn't bother me at all. But Sarah wouldn't go near it. And because I know she's got a slight fear of, or phobia of snakes. But I, I held it in my hand and I said, but Sarah, this is dead. This is long gone. It can't cause any harm or any problem. But still, she wouldn't go near it. She wouldn't touch it. So I put it back on the floor and we walked away. And then as we got away, she became more relaxed. But the tension was clear. So these things affect people. She's, Sarah has never once in her life had an incident with snakes. She's never been bitten by one. She's seen a few because they live around where we live. But she's never had what I would call an incident. So that's an interesting challenge. And I notice that in some of my clients, they'll come to me with various phobias or they'll be suffering from anxiety. And they, what they really want to know is, why am I suffering from anxiety? They don't really need to know how to stop it here and now today. They need to find out what's caused it, what put them in that place of feeling of these feelings of tension and being scared and being 
so tight that they don't they can't think right a current client was talking about anxiety last week with me and she told me i've just i spoke to, to you leo about this a few minutes ago so she was walking home one night and there was a group of young people messing about quotes messing about they weren't harming anybody they weren't breaking the things in the streets they weren't involved in any dangerous activities as such they were just young people playing around but she was scared she thought they were going going to attack her they even said hello to her which is a traditional thing to do here in france where i live you say bonjour bonsoir if it's the evening they did that she still felt the fear that they were going to do something not very nice to her and of course they didn't and as she walked away the further away she got the better she started to feel but that incident had nothing to do with that time that place that evening the incident in her life was many years earlier and it takes a lot of looking and a lot of openness it's very challenging for a lot of clients to be able to look back into the past because they all know that there's something there quite often they don't know what's there but they know that there's something there and that's scary so we have to mm -hmm. find a way to enable our clients to be able to relax to be able to talk we have to find a way to hold their hand and let them know actually don't worry you'll be okay it's safe to walk this walk that's mm -hmm. one of the biggest challenges that i face i don't know about you leo because sometimes people do fear walking that walk they think that whatever it is that's hidden in their subconscious is going to jump out and get them and hurt them or make it worse well that that's why i i usually say that uh we we usually think that our brain is smart what we think or what we know what we've read what somebody told us uh it's uh, and we can analyze and know it and this is with probably actually where talks therapy starts and analytical therapy starts it goes from uh, like up to the bottom trying to get some deeper causes and trying to regulate nervous system through understanding and analyzing but usually that's not enough it's like trying to get deep but the 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 uh, arm is kind of short to get the the basic uh, uh, seed the basic root or uh, the uh, biological cause because the people are complicated beings nothing to, to be done about it just to we we have to to uh, know it and to use it and now there are many approaches that come from bottom up uh, regulating nervous system through exercises like breathing or yoga or special therapeutic tools that address to the bodily functions and uh, uh, this is very important to understand for for a therapist to understand what's going on because we have special tools that allow us to get deep there uh, using mm, not so much of talking or analyzing but just regulating uh, it, it should be a targeted intervention 
for example, to address to some special, some particular symptom or a reaction in the body. And when I started say, saying that our brains, we think our brain is smart, but our brain is so complicated that most of it, of it is not smart. And the part of the brain that uh, that uh, is responsible for anxiety and for uh, our bodily responses, like when we feel fear, we don't know it's fear, we just sense it. It's just a terrible state of your body. It's not the idea, oh, I'm so scared of those guys. And it, it, because for the subconscious part of the brain, which is not smart at all, it is not smart at all. It's just reacting. I've, I've got a kind of lizard at home, my pet. Uh, it's a bearded dragon. And I, I keep, when I talk to it, it doesn't understand intonations. It doesn't have the parts of the brain that can, can get my uh, good words or nice smile or my even my nice state towards it. It's, it gets scared as soon as I get there because I sometimes have to feed it uh, on purpose because it, it, after probably it's winter time, something's happening. But I know it's a lizard brain. <laughs> and they keep telling, oh, my stupid baby, my little stupid baby. <laughs> and that's the part of everybody has in, in our brain. We have that lizard brain that just reacts. Brain. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun to watch its, uh, its uh, stress reactions to me when I get close to it. It starts breathing heavily. <laughs> and, and, or or it, it, the best reaction is that it, it looks at me and trying to evaluate whether I'm going to grab it or not. Yeah. So and that's think, what happened in our brain. I think in, that's in... a really good example. And just to put that into a, a human being that just came yeah. to mind while you were talking. It, um, and it, it, it's it, there is a lizard in there, and it, it just yeah, reacts. And and when a woman walks, uh, even a man, if a person walks in in, a, in an empty street and sees a gang of guys, uh, you just have to realize that it's our lizard brain that is reacting if you had any uh situations of family uh abuse in in the family some physical or or emotional abuse if you live in a modern world you know that it's really not uh it is dangerous to walk in the street for in a lot of cases but not all of them but just in case your brain tells you to be ready to uh, fight or flight uh, and probably what's important to know that women constantly live in in the situation of uh, of danger of being attacked or abused even verbally or catcalling or something and it's one of the very important issues that should be discussed uh, because because we live in such a world where a woman is never uh, safe. They never feel so safe. Yeah. And we cannot just dismiss it. So uh, there is a lot to do with it and a lot to work on, even on the societal level, not just personal. But if every person wor works it through and at least uh, just feel a bit tight walking through the street, but not completely 
disoriented or panicked or scared, that, that's a better way to live through such situations when you have to walk through a street and late at night and see a group of young men like fooling around. Yeah. I think fright, fright, fight and flight, the, the third air, which, it, well, it's the one in the middle for me, which is freeze. Oh. What happens when we freeze? When we freeze, we do nothing. It's exactly what the word is telling us. We mm -hmm. freeze. So we do nothing. So we stop going out. We stop socializing. We stop a whole host of things that is not good for us. And, and particularly as you were, you were talking about women, it seems that most of my clients, in fact, most of my clients are absolutely women at the moment. And quite mm -hmm. often they've been through crazy things that should not have been happening. They are not things that brought, they brought on themselves. They are not things that the lizard brains brought on. There are things that have been inflicted upon them. And we've got to be aware that that sort of thing happens and it's happening today. We do a lot of talking, politicians do a lot of talking about equality and finding balance and so on and so forth. But the bottom line is that those things are still happening. And we're in danger here of getting into a very big subject because I'd love to, yeah. because I, it's dear to my heart. Yeah, I've been working in, in the field of women's health for a long, long, long time since the start of my career. And I know, Steve, uh, you were also involved. You, you've got daughters, your, your wife works as a midwife and the women's uh, uh, safety and mental health uh, is a particular issue in for for the therapists for society politics uh, on all levels it's so important and it's not just uh girls power movement which is also great that it's there and it's been there for so many years uh, but it's also uh, raising awareness on these things getting men it's a lot of work with men too because men sometimes just don't understand their role it's and and what effect they produce even even just because they are men yeah. even if they don't mean to hurt anybody or if they don't mean to to abuse or do any harm to to a woman just saying th some things acting out in some ways even if the, it's not doesn't you don't mean it to be scary but it can be scared scary for a girl or a woman because she's a woman and she will like grew up in these conditions and her and yes it is also a lizard brain but it's a trained lizard brain that sees a shadow and prefers to hide rather yeah. than opposing or just keep walking you know mm -hmm. yeah you're right so let's wrap this up but to to do that i want to jump back a little bit i want to talk I'm, I'm going to use your lizard brain thinking just for a minute one of the things that i love to do with all my clients and it, it kind of comes from positive psychology but it was around a long time before that is to look at our superpowers what are 
question to everybody. What are you good at? Everybody is good at some things. Everybody. We've all got these superpowers that make us superman or superwoman. Okay, so think about your superpowers. What do you have? How can you use those things to benefit you in your life? The reason why I ask that question is because quite often we forget that we have these powers because I'm going to be blunt, shit happens. And where do the superpowers go? They drift off into the, into the atmosphere someplace. We don't actually lose them, but they get covered with the stuff. So we have to learn how to find and use our superpowers whenever we need them. So if we're hiding our strengths, What's the lizard brain doing? It's taking over. It's saying, no, you can't do that. No, you can't get out of this. Let's run. Let's hide. Let's get under that rock. So we need to stay in touch with our superpowers. And if we can find ways of doing that, we enable ourselves to become much stronger. We enable ourselves to act when we need to act rather than run or hide under a rock. Now, I simplified a big process there, but think about it. Think about your superpowers. What are they? Let's be aware of them. If everybody could be aware of their superpowers and pull them out when they need them, a little bit like Superman in the movies, think about how wonderful that would be. Sounds like fantasy, but it's not. May I ask a question, Steve? Yes. What's your superpower? I'm great at talking to people. I love to talk to people. I like to listen to people. I love to teach. If you put me on a stage in front of, uh, I'm thinking of an example now, it just jumped into my mind. I was on a stage one time in front of 800 people accepting an, an award, which was quite cool. So I expected just to go on the stage, they gave the award and to say, thanks very much, have a nice day and I'll go and sit down. But when I got there, the guy said, surely you've got something to say to the audience. And it was like, oh, yeah, please. I had a great time. <laughs> and I told them how I, what I did to get this particular award. So it was motivational and it was funny, some of it. And some of it was quite serious. You know, so I shared that story. So that's one of my superpowers. Uh, I'm a good skier, a good mountain bike rider. So the physical stuff I'm also quite good at. So I'm fit and healthy. That's something to think about. We forget sometimes. If we're mentally fit, that's great. But if we're not physically fit, there's some imbalance going on in there. So we need to focus on all of it. It's no good having one without the rest. We need all of it. We're a finely tuned thing. And we need to work out how to make it work properly. What else are other superpowers? I'm not but interestingly, the practical stuff. Um, when something breaks in the house, that is not one of my superpowers. <laughs> how to fix it. But is there any you you you're working on you're trying to develop? Is there any superpower that you think you need? Yeah, I'm always working on something. One of my super <laughs> one of my superpowers is writing. I'm pretty good at writing, so you can give me a subject and I'll write you something about the subject you've asked for fairly quickly, and it will be good enough. 
for public viewing because I'm, I'm a good editor as well. But I sit and think about it sometimes for too long. I'll mull it over, I'll do a bit more research and then get carried away by the research and go down a different road. So there's some <laughs> procrastination going oh, on. I can relate to that. <laughs> so, so I've got to be really careful because it's too yeah, easy true. to go off track. And it's not true. because I'm disinterested in the original project. <laughs> it's because I pick up new ones along the way. <laughs> sure. Which is never I can get it. Yeah, I, I know you, you, I can see. Yeah, I know we've had this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Let everybody know your superpowers. Yeah, absolutely. And I've not asked you yours yet, Leo, so either you can tell us now or you can wait until <laughs> next time or kick off with those. We can kick it out. I, I think uh, it will be good for our listeners if we talk about some particular things because one thing is, yeah, you can be a good therapist. You can know like, 20 hundred of like not just 200 but like a thousand uh techniques and tools but uh probably a very important thing on on choosing a counselor or therapist is that whether you resonate with this person or not whether you uh, and yes sometimes people get confused or maybe uh get enchanted on the first sight but then something else opens up but basically the first sense the first uh, uh the first sight is the, usually the right one and uh, it's important that we uh resonate to each other because basically it's not the tools but it's uh, the ability of the listening to investigate and to try again because probably i can name one of my superpowers i'm resilient i usually drop down i let myself uh, now i let myself be sad or upset or angry because i used to uh, shut this down uh, and to I allow myself to get scared sometimes and tight but then i get over it not by uh repressing it or, or uh, like forgetting it but i'm i i work through it and then i get up and i proceed or i get back to a project i get back to work i get back to life and because i also have a history of trauma and uh, all kinds of stuff in, in my personal life and now i can truly say that yeah I, i'm resilient and this is something i can share <laughs> Yeah. And and again and and what I wanna uh, and I I'm trying to work on now is to slow down because I wanna get everything at once and do everything uh, in a, on a big scale. But then I, I I get stuck and I realize that it it's too much for me and for and makes me uh, deal with. The, lack of attention to my family or some or, or some of my hobbies and now the, my the, the the superpower i'm working on is slowing down yeah. and so probably it's important for our audience to know us better not just because we are smart and yeah we are smart we know that 
<laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Um, I think one of the, I just, I know we've, we're probably going over time a little bit, but who cares? I think about the movies. There was uh, not a movie, a series that I was watching a few days ago on Netflix. Pretty good series. There was a, um, a psychologist, uh, a therapist talking to a client. And it made me cringe because the the way it was portrayed in this thing was that the therapist was not a human being. The yeah. therapist was this thing full of uh, seriousness and theory and all kinds of things all packed in. And it took away the human element. It, the, I didn't want to see the therapist smile. Whereas <laughs> the, the client was smiling at one point, but the therapist was still straight. I think we should we should open up some secrets for like uh, using what kind of language we can use with the, with clients or saying dirty jokes or yeah. accepting dirty jokes from our clients. <laughs> I think sometimes they do do that as well. Sometimes that happens. So I think we 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 can share some of some moments of what really happens in the session. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, th I think the way to do that, there's a, a technical phrase that I picked up really, it came from coaching, coaching being trained as a coach years ago. And it's this thing called break state. So you're, the two people are having a serious conversation, let's say therapist and client, they're having a serious com conversation and at a sensible place, we stop. And I might tell a joke or I might tell something that I did at the weekend. I might tell how I fell off my mountain bike on the snow on Friday because it was quite funny, but it just breaks the state just for a minute and then we carry on. You know, and it's important to do that because it shows the real me as well. And uh, the real me matters. We're not, like I said, we're not machines. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right, let's stop there. I think yeah, I think so. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll be back same time next week. Find us on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I can't remember all these. I'm not going to try. You can find us through Facebook. If you look on the Facebook page, Xgro, E-X-G-R-O, you'll see on there that so there'll be a copy of this and there's links there to Anchor FM and so on. So you can find us through that. And I also started a profile on LinkedIn. So if you find me there, I'll be glad to see you as friends. Because uh, yep. <laughs> I just, I have three. And and probably if, if you uh, get to follow me and I'll answer back that uh, my my new profile, profile on LinkedIn will, will get live. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Take care, everybody. Speak to you all soon. Yeah, uh, see you, mate.